Welcome back to Life is a Drag with Jaden and Ashley. This week, we are excited to get into episode four of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, titled The RuPaul Mark Channel. <laughs> This is the first episode that both groups of girls are together in one set. So yes. all the queens are together for the first time. And it's interesting to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> the least, the least. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it felt good to have like another, an actual episode where people get eliminated and people um, have drama, you know, it was like, okay, this is, this is the, this is the drag we Yes. It felt like a drag race, drag race. It was interesting, as with most, as they've done these a couple times now with the yeah. two premieres, seeing them come together is funny. This this episode was really interesting because not only is it the two groups coming together for the first time, like in other seasons, now there's the attitude of the, the winner's circle and the B squad, the B -squad. As, <laughs> as they keep being referred to. And so that dynamic is interesting how it plays out in the episode. And we get that immediately. The episode opens with the winner circles girls waiting in the workroom as the other queens come back from last week. This is hilarious. Hilarious. I love it. I loved it in season six. I loved it in season 12. And I love it now. It's always the most dramatic for two seconds. Mm -hmm. For no like, reason. <laughs> like very much coming back from summer. Like. <laughs> Yes, they're like, oh my god, sisters. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's always, always they, they they love pushing it in. It is so funny, it, and it literally does go away so quickly. Before before we get there, they have a moment where they say, "Elliot, go hide." Like, let's go have Elliot hide. So Elliot hides behind, you know, some type of divider. Um, and then the girls come back, whatever. And, you know, they're just kind of talking about, oh, who won the lip sync, who, whatever. They have that little moment. But then Miss Tina Burner <laughs> says that she is an instigator. So she asks the other queens why they eliminated Elliot, like where Elliot went, what their first impression of her, et cetera. Um, <laughs> obviously with Elliot hiding, the whole point is to be shady. I'm sure the producers were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, fully. And I do love the meme of, like, Elliot hiding behind the little, the little divider and being like, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was I, I was expecting a little bit more drama than, like, what they said, but they did give honest, you know, critiques that they just felt like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, she, she was, like, the last one to enter, I think. So it was, like, you know, hard to get to know her. Her look was a little basic, you know, and, you know, so they use those things for voting. And Elliot's acting like this is Maury, like, oh, okay, so I, I, I and I know this is this is one thing that killed me is when Elliot comes out um she's like okay well you had your first impression of me and now I have my first impression of y'all and I'm like what like <laughs> what did you like we had to address the elephant in the room here real quick yeah 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 so painting all of this is is some situation that has happened with Elliot that has come to light 
yes. since last week's episode. Yes, we are the um, RuPaul Drag Race T page, and we have some cheetah spell. <laughs> what's what's that one guy? What, Jake Yancey or whatever. Yeah, we his are name. Jake Yancey down. If y'all are Drag Race fans and y'all don't know who Jake Yancey is, please watch his video. They're like they're they're just they're just like him from like talking about yeah. the drama of RuPaul's Drag the Race. The drama. He's polarizing. People hate him. People love him. <laughs> uh, get into it. Elliot, uh, Alexis, Kamora Hall, Kamora Hall. I can't. What is what is what is Sweetie's name? Is it Kamora Black? No. <laughs> what? It's like, uh, oh my god, it's a running joke because no one can no one can remember her name too. I'm embarrassed. Daddy. It's Kamora Black. No way. No, it's not. Is it really? <laughs> yes, I think so. It says Kamora Hall or Kamora Black. <laughs> it says Kamora Black is the stage name of Von Nguyen, an American drag queen TV personality. Um. Dang. She came to appear on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, it says she was on. Can you say the damn season? Season nine, yeah, season no, nine. It's, you know, my sister's on season eleven. That's what. <laughs> Who are you looking for? I'm talking about um, the, it was Alexis Coco, and then Coco's drag daughter. Kahana Montrees. Kahana Montrees. Oh, I thought that when you said, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, Not the I was thinking Vegas Queens because Kamora Black is yeah, a Vegas Queen yeah, too. So I was yeah. in that. Um, okay, let's get back in. <laughs> okay, let me just restart the whole story. <laughs> okay. So uh, Elliot was doing a review of the season 13 girls promo looks with Coco Montrees, Alexis Mateo, and Coco's drag daughter who was on season 11, Kahana Montrees. And when, when someone's picture came up, they were just talking about how she's so elegant and Black Girl Magic. And Ellie was like, yeah, Black Girl Magic without being aggressive. And earlier in the week, she was on the Cole Byers podcast and she was talking about how like her drag name came about and how, you know, every time she would like, you know, message the promoter about like with the, with the poster, they would always have her name spell wrong. And she'd be like, it's Ellie with two T's. And she said, oh, y'all can spell La Dupree and... Um, and, and and Davenport and O'Hara and literally just all like the Black Queen's last names. And it just came off very much too microaggressionese. And then it was a half-ass apology. So it is already foreshadowing what a lot of us suspected about her, but we, you know, we're trying to get the benefit of the doubt. Um that being said, this episode did um feature that heavily, in my opinion. <laughs> and it definitely um but you know we'll, we'll try to remain as unbiased as we can but you know it definitely did uh leave a sour taste in our mouths yes it definitely comes out especially i feel in this moment that she has with tamisha mm -hmm. because tamisha brings up you know like there was no malice behind why we we voted you to leave elliot we had to vote someone to leave and tamisha is a thousand percent right because T. what what were they supposed like they had to vote somebody it's not like they were just like let's make you leave for no reason like they had to vote somebody um so then Elliot says okay so why didn't you jump up like why are we expecting Tamisha to the one black queen in the group to leave like this is not all stars three this was not a time like it, it was just weird and then they ha they had this moment where Elliot that's when Elliot gets more defensive Tamisha is hilarious in her her little mm -hmm. confessional about it she says all these chihuahuas behind me <laughs> you had to come for the pibble. 
Yeah. As she should. As she should. And I found it interesting, even though I, I um I think we actually even talked about this off camera, but like, you know, um with La La Ree, when she mm-hmm. was like, I know Tamisha from Atlanta and Amish likes to fight. And I was like, okay, they definitely aren't as of right now pushing the mother daughter storyline. So I do wonder if they're if they're gonna like maybe talk about when they're doing their makeup and you know really get into like why they're not claiming each other, you know it wasn't any hugging and meeting up when they first saw each other. It was definitely very much like, oh hey what's up hey you know. So I'm definitely thinking that it's not exactly the strongest storyline point for them at this moment at least. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if that's something that they're gonna expand on or if they are just you know not gonna pick that up at all. Yeah. Um. They have that first moment. They 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 go through that, and then they immediately do what we said they were gonna yeah. do, and what they always do, like season thirteen sisters. Yes, ah! and they do the little hands. It was <laughs> it was like it was it was just a good little precursor for the episode, like something just to pass the time by. They, I do think that all the girls look so good though. Like I love the the queens yes. like when they when like the next queens meet up with them and their outfits are just always so sickening. So um i think lala reed looked beat like her her oh my god impeccable i love it it looked so good so did uh got mick obviously yes oh her face is never gonna look bad no. but it was stunning they all looked great candy looked great too candy looked great I love yeah they they all looked great definitely making that impression yeah um so after that, we get, you know, the real start of the episode yeah. where all the queens for the first time together enter the workroom. They come in together and they're like, oh my God, there's so many of us here. Um, <laughs> then they, they have their, their little dumb small talk that they make every time they enter the workroom, which is hilarious. They talk about who's single and yeah. Candy Muse finds out that Joey J is single and starts chasing him. And it's so fun. Like, it's hilarious yeah. to me. I'm laughing the whole time. Joey J apparently is, you know, people are really going nuts for Joey J. Okay, yeah. And it's and what, what sent me is just how Joey J is just, a period is not, not into it, is running from camera. <laughs> like, not even like, I'm going to have it up and play around with their for cameras. It was like, I'm scared. This Candy's a big man. Candy's a, you know, Candy's a whole lot of woman. You know, I think, um, <laughs> You know that 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 could um scare Joey J a little bit, you know. So, um, it was very funny. I'm very interested. I I, I would like to see to keep that running. I think that'd be funny if it's like playground crush with Candy and Joey. I think that's funny. It's very funny. I love storylines like that. We don't we don't need a whole Vanjie yeah. Brooklyn Heights moment. Yeah. But but the little crutches are cute. Yeah. Besides all this fun they're having, Rue comes back, and kills the fun immediately what she's best at and says eliminations are back by the end of the week someone will be going home yes it sets the tone and again i think that's what makes this episode really feel like drag race because we really know that someone is going home at the end of this episode and it puts it, it in, heightens the stakes for everything that's going on yeah um rue announces the main challenge <laughs> an acting challenge which you know is a choice it's a choice it's a a conscious choice i um you know i think i do think like like we said you know after having um three performance challenges you know i could have liked a design challenge that's just me personally but also mm -hmm. i do like the next challenge because i think that you know that is always the next best thing after the performance one so very interesting and um i think rupaul mark uh, which is the ripoff hallmark channel i think that's a great you know one to use because homework movies are you know notoriously bad so it's Mm -hmm. like Okay, it's a little easier to be bad, and um, 
and I, I just real, I not just realized, but I realized that um, the, all like the the movies were the same, because like <laughs> in Hallmark, like all the movies are the same plot, just like different names and like everything's a tweet here and there. But like it's always like, oh, this um this uh, girl boss uh, CEO cancels the Christmas bonuses because she hates Christmas. Then she goes home for Christmas and falls back in love with her hometown boyfriend that she grew up with. And then she leaves her rich boyfriend and she gives the Christmas bonuses back and she's like every day is christmas and i hated christmas because i was just miserable in my job like and that was literally like every single movie so i liked how they did that with the acting challenge yeah it was it was funny you know these acting challenges they're they're not award-winning they're meant to just be the most ridiculous over the top like just absurd and we we see that in in this for sure what's interesting about this one which i love is that rue has assigned teams I really like this decision here because a lot of times, like, if they were to choose, they're they're just going to go with who yeah. they're used to. Like, the the winner circle is just going to stick with them. The B squad is going to stick <laughs> with them. Like, that that would how it, that's just how it would turn out. So yeah. I really like that she was like, okay, we're going to mix up these girls. And so the teams that are announced, there's team one, Denali, Elliot, Kamora, and Olivia Lux interesting yes. yes i like how it was two winners two b squad members like you know mm-hmm. like, i think that's good that's a good mix i think so too i i like again having that that good even mix team two we get lala re rose simone and utica maybe i'm biased but to me i'm like okay this team is kind of stacked because it's already been established that rose and Simone are funny, good at what mm-hmm. they do. And Utica in the previous episode kind of showed that she's pretty funny too and has a lot of personality yeah. there. Um, Lala Ree, we've seen in all of her confessionals just be hilarious, yeah. really serving all of that. So this team immediately when it was announced, I was like, okay, that's going to be the team to watch because yeah. they have some strong queens there. Um, similar things could be said though about the final team, which is Got Mick, Joey J., Candy Muse, Tamisha Iman, and Tina Burner. Very interesting. I was very interested in seeing this one because I'm like, okay, I never seen Joey J act. I like to see Joey J, especially Guy Mick, who we already have known as to be a makeup artist based drag queen and like less of a performer based. So it's like, especially with her kind of like falling a little flat in um, congratulations, I was very interested to see mm-hmm. her performance in um, the acting challenges, a different like media, but still performing. Yes, I was really curious with Candy Muse, Tamisha Iman, and Tina Burner, all three pretty big mm-hmm. personalities, especially with Tamisha Iman and Tina Burner maybe being like the older queens yeah. who are more established. I was really curious to see what dynamics would play out in that group. Yeah. And so we immediately go to them working on the challenge and we start to see these dynamics play out more. Yeah. Um, the first thing is Denali choosing the hardest role. Each because they're all basically the same. Yeah. There's there's the stone cold, hardworking, no boss. feelings woman, <laughs> like the girl boss queen. Um, that's what Denali chooses, and she said that she's doing this because she wants to prove herself and really take it. Little does she realize <laughs> there's a lot of lines there. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> you know where Denali stands over here and I was like okay maybe this be one of those moments where it's like oh I don't know if I'll be able to do this and then they just like execute it perfectly and it's like whatever 
but I think you know they often do like having the uh you know they love that like uh when it winning them bottom two placement they love that like they love that storyline mm-hmm. so like okay yikes um I think I just I was just like I understand we, we want to overachieve and we want to excel mm-hmm. I mean you know you don't want to play things safe at drag race but if you have never acted before I'd rather you just try to get a big personality role with like little lines versus mm-hmm. like a lot of lines because you have to carry the whole skit you have to carry the whole scene so, i also think oh go ahead i was just saying so just you know you have to be mindful of that when you're like at least read over the part before you say you want the biggest role exactly and i think that with this challenge that character is really hard to make funny because overall mm-hmm she does not have a lot of like outright like really funny comedy lines like there's lines that can be funny but because she is like the mean girl boss Mm -hmm. like there it's not a role that the comedy is written in so you really have to bring it to that so I think that automatically that makes it a little tough um within that group I think it's hilarious as they're working on it we get more of like Kimora and Elliot (laughs) And Kamora is just like talking about how she's annoyed with Elliot's voice. <laughs> and she we just see so many shots of Kamora sitting there like And then Elliot is <laughs> right. And it's and it's funny because like what because once Kamora pointed it out, I couldn't hear it, you know. It was there. It, it was, was there. there. And the I editing understood. the editing was so petty. They kept cutting petty. in Elliot like cackling and just like the most nasally type whatever like the they really shady. they are they are shady. they definitely egged her on to say that too <laughs> oh I, uh, them, but I love them i know in more of this this workroom drama that we get is we immediately get this this part right here literally like i was cracking up baby the battle of theater queens honey it, it's so funny and it always happens so we get tina burner and rose and tina burner is like putting her heart and soul into this like she it thinks that she's on broadway getting a tony say, award right now you can't tell her she's not the witch and into the woods right now you just can't simply can't and they're just in the workroom they're not on set yet like they're just in the workroom and tina burner is getting and that's fine like yeah, rehearse like you're gonna perform you exactly rose immediately notices tina doing this and was like well we're both acting queens so it's really me and tina up against each other like they it, i love this story i genuinely this is one yeah. of my favorite storylines they're establishing so far is this tina burner and rose like rivalry in a yeah. way where they both see each other as like their perfect competition yeah it's so funny because nobody else is like acting like that like the no. judges aren't pointing it out the other queens aren't pointing it out it's literally each other Just in their New heads beef. like and it's funny because like it's because tina will be minding her business just doing doing her thing and then rosie will be like okay so tina's acting really good so i need to be i need to be doing just as much as her like if i'm not i need to be doing just how she's doing and it's like why cannot why why and i love it because obviously give me all the mess give mm-hmm. me all the drama give me all the tea but it was just it's just funny to be like rose tina nobody cares i promise nobody <laughs> even knows you guys know each other in new york if y'all didn't say anything like what literally it's so it's so funny it's and they both are just like pushing each other and whatever we get another moment during in this little you know working assigning roles compilation of candy muse 
and I just need to say that this episode, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't dislike Candy earlier on. I just was no. kind of like, eh, like I was impartial to her overall. Yeah. But this episode really, really warmed me up to Candy. And like, I was like, I'm obsessed with this person. Same. I don't know what it is. I, it might be this moment specifically. There, Her team is still assigning roles and talking about whatever. And before anything, Candy is like, I want this role and just starts highlighting the lines they were like, girl, are you highlighting the lines? And she was like, yeah, this is my role. I'm pretty happy with this. <laughs> like, no discussion, no conversation, no decision. She just immediately starts highlighting her lines. And it's like, this is my role. And I I'm, love that. I, 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 I respect it. I'm like, Candy's like, I'm going to, Candy Candy knows Drag Race. She knows that, okay, mm-hmm. I can get this clown role and I can literally just do some bullshit and just ham it up and yuck it, get it. And I and I will, you know, place top, you know. And 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 I think that's why she doesn't went so quick because she didn't want anybody else to get that. And then now she's has to actually try in a way, you know. And I think that that's smart. Mm-hmm. And I think that if anything, her team was more passive and should have been like, okay, at least to me, some other mine could have been like, okay, y'all, we're gonna read out <laughs> all the roles before we go on and sign them. You know what I mean? But that's just me. I would have been like, can we at least read through all the roles before we, uh, you know, take them? But Candy is smart. Candy is like, no, I'm, I, I know I want the role, so let me. In a bad, not in a bad way, just bulldoze over the other girls so that way I can make sure that I know what I want and if she knows that people aren't gonna clock her about it because they're not. Exactly, and it. How many times have we seen a challenge like this where if a queen doesn't get the role that they wanted and they bomb in whatever mm-hmm. role they're assigned, they blame it all on the fact that this isn't the role they wanted. Obviously, it's an ongoing joke of the yeah. this should have been Black China joke, like, yeah. like <laughs> that we'll, we'll never hear the end of it. So I think Candy clearly knows her drag race here. She knows this role is going to be easy to knock out of the park. And she also is aware of how many times like not yeah. getting a role messes with the queen's head. And oh, I definitely. lived for this moment. I love a queen that you can tell really loves the show and has yes. studied it. Because you can tell the difference between the queens who really know the show and the queens who know it, but like aren't fully aware of the mechanics of it. So I love that Candy was like, I'm smart and I'm doing this and let's move on. Okay, period. Side note in all of this, (laughs) Tina Burner's workroom outfits are the same, are in the same color scheme. This is the first time I noticed it, but this tank top is candy corn. It is the orange and the red and the yellow. The workroom outfits, the boy wow. outfits. Wow, I'd even people. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, go back. When you, I'm, I'm curious to see if she keeps this going. Yeah. But literally, the workroom outfits were in the color scheme. I need to know if she dresses like this in real life. Like if I, I see her on can. the street out of drag. I mean, she fully dyes her hair red and like orange, basically. So <sighs> I'm like. I just can't. I can't with this color scheme. The Ronald McDonald, McDonald. The dedication to the brand. Okay, okay, but my my sis is going to come out here with the red, yellow, and orange branding if it kills her. If it sends her home, honey. (laughs) If it sends her home, she will be walking out in a red and orange and yellow. Okay. She had she she had the red wig on. She she had the red wig on. Um, for for when they came from the when the B squad came back, she had the red wig on. Uh, in the acting challenge. I'm like, she is going to beat this red into our head. <laughs> and we will not forget it. We yeah, won't. We won't. We won't. <laughs> um, so next we get into uh, the workroom, like deliberations with Rue. Um, I was very interested to see how this was going to work because I was just like, I didn't know exactly how COVID affected it, but I just thought COVID did. So I was just like, I wonder how, if Rue was mm-hmm. even going to walk around. 
um and Rue still did come and Rue actually this time like sat at one of like the social distance mm-hmm. tables like um kind of separate from the girls and then had the whole team come to him very much uh your, your teacher says bring up bring up your project um <laughs> I'm not walking around um and that's very much what it was giving like okay me and all me, me and my partner walk up there we, we showed teacher our work um and <laughs> it it was it was so so the, what was the first team up was it Simone's team yeah Simone's team so so, so they all so they all walk up you know and Rue's definitely you know his typical like acting or snatch game challenge like is trying to see how well they can volley you know so I wrote I wrote, I wrote Rue will laugh at anything Simone says and I live for it. anything <laughs> so because Lala, they ask go ahead go ahead, no, go, ahead go ahead go ahead they ask about the nails. They ask about Lala Ree's nails, and Lala Ree's like, "Oh, these are press-ons, whatever." Yeah. So then Rue asks Simone about her nails, and Simone says, "No, I got these done." Um, and they have a little moment where they're laughing, you know, for the look and feel of a woman. <laughs> and Rue, that just sends Rue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it but was, I was funny. It. it was funny, but uh, Rue is is cackling. Yeah. yeah. We get in that we get another moment like that where Rue they're talking about their different roles and Utica is is like a stoner vibe. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the comedy of her character. And Rue is like, oh, like have you have you ever smoked weed basically? And Utica, I'm assuming just because she comes from this like religious yeah. background and whatever, Utica just keeps making these faces like at the camera and Rue I swear this goes on for like five minutes like Rue literally is losing it like fully screaming cackling like like <laughs> and and I think I think the religious text just adds on to even more and makes it even more funny in my opinion because I don't know maybe that's just me and you know me and I you know I, I do participate in some of the greenery um but maybe that's just me but it's like I just feel like Utica, I, I feel like that was obvious that Utica definitely has before. I thought you could, she, oh. she, before I found out she was religious, I thought she was a frequent, frequent smoker. So mm-hmm. maybe, she has she that might, vibe. Yeah. So maybe she still might. She might do it in the name of the Lord. Hey, God, saying anything wrong with a little, little, with a little smoke. Nah. Go um, ahead. But, but you know, it, it is very funny. And I think I'm sure her parents are like very conservative. Yes, it, it happened. It was so in Utica. I think they showed how well Utica could volley again because it's yeah. clear when Rue does these things, that's what she's doing. And Utica keeps going. Like she's like, oh, Rue's laughing. I'm going to keep going. And yes. it doesn't get tired. Like it stayed funny because she's switching up the faces that she's doing. She keeps cutting back. And like, yeah. Utica was like, okay, I'm going to show you that I'm actually really confident and I can have these jokes with Rue and make Rue laugh the hardest that we've seen her laugh this whole season so yes. far. I was like, um, Utica. I was living for that. We get a little moment where they get a little more serious. Rue asks why they sent Elliot home, like the, the, the losers of the group. Yeah. And Utica responds, you know, it was between me and Elliot and I feel like Elliot has a cold vibe and I have a much warmer vibe and that's why they voted Elliot to go and not me. Elliot whips her neck around <laughs> when she hears this. Literally. Um, but again, it's they're, they're building more of that tension around Elliot going home. And I think Utica had a somewhat fair point. They yeah. mentioned before how sweet Utica was in that in the pork chop lounge mm-hmm. and whatever and i definitely think that's a big part of why utica stayed and maybe why elliot left yeah i and um uh, the winner win, winning queens congratulations episode untucked they were talking about how it was so 
like it was so nice because um I, th- I forgot who i think it was uh kamora's nails fell off and yes um elliot had nail glue not elliot child utica had nail glue and so so you did get like picture nails off the floor and helped her and everything and like glued her nail together and it was like and and a lot of the queens said like that was when she knew that you know Utica was such a, like, a nice giving queen and, and Utica definitely so sweet so it was like mm-hmm. and I so I think that was definitely very much true yeah um, I think so too right. <laughs> um so... <laughs> it, <laughs> just this moment again Second so another the other group comes up um and it's the group with Candy, Tamisha, Tina Burner, Gutmick, or not Gutmick, um, all of them. And <sighs> um, so so you know, so so Tamisha is playing like a um a poor fortune teller. I hope that's not respectful, but like a fortune teller. Um, mm-hmm. um but in in the in the um in the energy of share. And so, so Rue asked me, she, you know, it's like, oh, are you a Cher fan? And, you know, I think anybody would say yes, because um, anybody that's smart would say yes. You know, so they, they don't want to come right. off like, you know, no, I'm not. And then Rue was like, okay, you know, you need to know Cher to do this, whatever. Right. So Tamisha's like, yeah, I'm a Cher fan. So Rue is giving very much a uh, fan, like, uh, oh, 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 you're a fan, name five songs. So she was like, okay, Tamisha, name five Cher songs besides Believe, go. This moment, I my jaw dropped. I was like, she did not just do the, oh, you like this name five like the meme like she no, came literally out. The, oh, so you have, you have a Guns N' Roses shirt? Oh, name five Guns N' Roses songs right now. I'm like, I cannot believe this. This is so sadistic. <laughs> it's and, and, and the then Tamisha can't answer him. Can't and Tamisha's trying, and then Rue just starts cracking up and is like, "She's not a share fan. She's not a share fan at all." We knew this. Why did you make her prove it? I'm embarrassed. What kills me is that after more conversation, Got Mick makes a comment about, "Oh, I'm fine with these lines because I have a good memory," and Rue's like, "Oh, you have a good memory? Name the three artists that Tamisha just said that she is a fan of." What? <laughs> like, I don't. She's really being like you have to back it up on the season like she is dragging and it's so funny to me because she's because it's like I, and I was like Mick now how could I remember them it was it was Gladys Knight I think Patty LaBelle and child somebody else the point <laughs> is Mick at that moment I can remember all of them and it was it was it was like it was very funny because I'm just like I wonder is how Guru's gonna be like for Snatch Game too like okay uh you know name I mean do, do the impression right now and ask some girl to do it and see, and see what's gonna happen. So uh, yeah, very sadistic. Rue Ru loves rehear- um, rehearsals. Rue loves um, pain, uh, so. especially before they have to go act. Like she was like, "I'm going to get in all of your heads right oh, now. I'm going to <laughs> drill this knife straight into your wound, just because I know you're already shooken up. I so happy y'all were already a pork chop queen. Y'all compete with the winning queens. It's your first day <laughs> all together. Let me just make this even more awkward by." asking you oh name five share songs besides the uh, biggest one <laughs> i would have been like girl uh gimme gimme um i'm just naming off um naming off mama mia songs at that point <laughs> i was about to say at that point like that's all i know that's yeah. the only thing i know is mama mia <laughs> yeah I, I i feel bad because I, I i know uh, yeah i don't i can't think of a share song i i, I would know i would know like i got you babe i think 
I think it's I hate song. to say it. If I hear Cher come on in a club, okay, maybe I'm dancing, but yeah. I'm sure it's not going to be on my playlist. Yeah, like that, respectfully, like I'm just not. I, I'm not a Cher doll. That's just not what God had intended for me. Um, and that's okay and because that's okay. We're, we're all born that way. Some of okay. us are born Cher fans, and some of us are some... not. Exactly. I and that that, that brings us to us uh, to talking about you know younger queens the references, which we'll get to with critiques. I do want to talk about that for a minute, but oh, we can get into that because yes. so we're gonna go through um the rehearsals and the performances and just how they do. Um, yeah. they go together really well. So the first team um that we see is the Gottmik team we see them um in rehearsals yes and do filming um overall this team I think does pretty well in my opinion they're not like I'm not dying but I'm also not like no one really sticks out for me as like struggling um in 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 filming Ross really has to push Tamisha on this share stuff and I don't understand it because Tamisha does a fine like after yeah. her like second take she's fine like it's good it sounds yeah. like share it's whatever and Ross makes her does it like 20 times and it's funny like it's yeah. funny but I like you I, got what you needed yeah I think that they will literally they just want to see how far you'll go and how far you'll take it so Ross is like okay that was good how big can you go and then they're like oh I could do it like this and then he's like bigger bigger and like when Lily is just like literally forcing this stuff out of you and it's like y'all literally it was fine like we get it like <laughs> we know she's not gonna win this episode so why are you trying to push and, and, right. and I think that you know and it worked out because then it ended up being like super funny like again when we, um in the final cut but like it was very much like oh my gosh like this is just I really it did have me nervous that she was gonna get you know get a bottom two placer and get a low placement because I don't think she was understanding fully what uh it was. I think. I think she understood this. The share thing. I just don't think she understood how to do it. Like share does, you know. So it was very robotic. Mm-hmm. Very, ho, ho, ho. It sounded like a little bit. <laughs> it like was Santa. Santa. Claus. It was fully giving Santa Claus. It was Santa Claus. Um, in this group, uh, while they're filming, Joey struggles a little too, especially around like the camera aspect mm-hmm. of it. Joey is struggling to find the camera. Joey is forgetting his lines a little bit. Um, so we're we're kind of seeing Joey trip up a little bit um yeah but I feel like he kind of gets like you know yeah. she moves on quickly um I was a little confused on like what who his character was like, yeah was she like the mom or it was just I don't know I didn't think it was I didn't think it was I didn't understand what was going on at least I think no I, think I think don't good. I anyway. think so too yeah tina does really well so does candy 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 again candy does what we would expect her to do she is hamming it up like she's really going for it um and they're all cracking up and that's exactly what she wants when it comes to their actual performance um i think for me as we said during filming candy is hamming it up i think candy is a standout for me when it comes to their actual performance um Overall, everyone else is pretty funny. I was honestly a little surprised with Got Mick. I wasn't Same. sure how how she would be with acting or whatever, but I think she was pretty funny. She again, we, like we said before, this character itself that they're playing is yeah. not particularly funny, but she takes it there with the faces and with whatever. So Got Mick actually did better than I anticipated her doing. 
Yeah, I think I, I wrote um, Gatmik is trying, uh, <laughs> and 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 uh, yeah, I think uh, I think especially for Fashion Queen, like I was very I was very surprised that she was actually trying. You know, I thought it would be a little bit like low energy. I think it was just like quiet. I think like I feel like it was just a little bit like small, but like mm-hmm. I did like I did like clearly see her character. And um, yeah, and I was like, Candy's playing herself, but I live for it. You know, <laughs> I, it was definitely like an Alyssa Edwards moment. You know, like there's always that one queen that can just you know get off on being herself, and mm-hmm. I think that definitely, and I think that's why Candy chose that role because it's like I can literally just be me and just do some funny clown stuff, and people are gonna eat it up. And I I ate it up. I was like, work. This is this is smart. And Tamisha was doing so much better than like what was given to us in the um in the rehearsals. And they edited so for sure it was so, it was edited perfectly um and i found it very interesting that uh and then they, they brought jeffrey boyer chapman back who and this was filmed before <laughs> candace drag race uh well I mean, this was filmed while candace drag race was filming actually um so it was definitely or while it was airing um so it was definitely um it was cute. I, 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 I generally, you know, I don't think Jeffrey Warchapman was the, was the uh, nicest or strongest judge on Candace Drag Race, but I do think he's still a good person and super nice, super cute. And I, and every time he hosted an All Stars, I mean, he was a guest judge on All Stars. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. his critiques. I thought they were really good. So that was nice. I felt like that was good uh, to give him some some better press. Yeah, I like to see them bring back, you know, their their regulars. Yes. I think it's cute that there's a little community of like outside of the queens who are like involved with it. I think it's cute. Yes, I liked yes. seeing it. Um, the second group that we see in rehearsals is Simone's team. Yes, Flag Day. This moment, the minute that Simone gets out and they start filming, Simone immediately comes to life. When she was rehearsing, she was like tripping up a little bit, whatever. But the minute they start filming, oh my God, she is cracking every other queen up. And it is like her energy went from a two to a 10, like over yes. a 10. She took it there. Yes. And Rose even says, um, like, some, like who, who is this? Simone was like literally just being, was being so quiet and so, and, and like so small. And then now she's on like in front of the camera and she's this big character and I love those sleeper queens. Like I I don't I just I'm a sucker for like a oh could I do this edit and then like they know they do it. Like Gigi Good did that a lot last uh, last season mm-hmm. when she'd be like, I don't know, I'm I'm really struggling this musical challenge. I don't know how to dance. I can't do that. And then does a whole backflip and and stuff and stuff like that. So it's like I I yeah I I knew Simone immediately was going to at least play stop because I'm just like she was just killing it so severely. So I really loved that. I loved, I loved, um, like she, she, the way she delivered lines, like, cause a lot of these, again, are references to like older movies, um, like mm-hmm. super older movies. Um, but like, and, and if, and I think it's smart if you don't know those references to just at least give it a distinct character. And I think she did what Denali couldn't do, which is like, okay, even, if, even if it's not necessarily exactly Betty Davis or Joan Crawford, or even if it's not exactly, you know, um, share, at least make it your own. So that way it can mm-hmm. be funny and it can be distinct and we can be like, okay, you are a character. You can make a character up, you know? And um, a lot of these are based off of like, Rue had an old talk show back in the day. Um, and, you know, and, and him and Michelle would do like these skits and everything on it. And they were just like, they, again, it was like, not necessarily, was it the best acting ever? No, but they were <laughs> at least giving characters, you know, and they were at least giving distinct characters. So I think mm-hmm. that's definitely what they're looking for in Simone um, and Candy, like, and, and you know, and, and Rosé, like, they all gave them what they wanted. 
Yes, for sure. I think in rehearsals, again, we see in, in this group particularly, Simone and Rose do really well. Utica against stumbles for a second, but she immediately jumps back mm-hmm. up. And it, it, I think it's something that, you know, other queens can learn from where they have a moment and they trip up and then it just like takes their whole performance down. Yes. Utica like struggles with her lines and then immediately is just like hilarious and gets into it. Yeah. Um, I think la la re we see struggle in filming a little bit and i think you know we could talk about their performance too a lot of these things you know during filming and the performances it's the same performance Mm -hmm. um but i think la la re again in the performance we don't have that arc where she's struggling and then gets better i think for me she's still struggling in the performance yeah she was definitely holding back on character and i was just like like and I think her facial expressions were really really good. It was just like when, mm-hmm. when she would deliver lines, it was just not the best. And then, then like that weird outfit. I don't know. It was just like yeah, it was a mixture of things. I don't think we're working her favor for this uh, episode. A lot of it was falling flat. One thing that it was uh, that this group particularly I was curious about because in filming, Rose had like a really funny line where she makes like a joke about like I'm Nomi something about being a non-binary yeah, gnome. Um, but in the actual, when they show their performance, that what that line wasn't in there at all. Like it, it was cut. Um, but it was funny because during filming, that was a line that got Rosé a lot of laughs. So I was like, hmm, mm. this is curious that it seemed like they they changed it. Um, yeah. <sighs> One thing with this group in the in the performance, an, a moment between Simone and Rosé, and I just need to mm. take this moment to rant about something in Drag Race that is sometimes. Okay. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, they make a dyke joke, which is they Simone asks, like, oh, like, why is your finger in that dyke? And like an actual dyke, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the real definition yeah, yeah, of yeah. dyke. What an actual dyke is is a long wall or embank embankment built to prevent flooding from the sea or something oh, with oh. water. <laughs> That's what an actual dyke is. Um, D-I-K. And so the joke is like, oh, oh. like what is your finger in the du- in that dyke? And yeah. the joke is obviously that you like, think it's the slur dyke, like the like a lesbian dyke. Okay. <laughs> Which is like, ha ha ha. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like d- discourse around yeah. if if every identity can say the word dyke, or if only lesbians can say dyke, or if only women love women can say dyke whatever I don't get I don't really engage in slurred discourse I don't you know whatever I don't I'm not particularly pressed when I see non-lesbians say it sometimes it is it's bothering because there's a lot of lesbophobia in the community Mm -hmm. um but it's not I'm not going to cancel somebody over it whatever I think it's more of like a conversation starter so that's not whatever I think drag race just has a theme where they frequently make lesbianism the joke or like whatever mm-hmm. which sometimes is fine like where it's it's an lgbt show but usually it's a show like about gay men in gay men's culture mm-hmm. which is fine um i'd be more fine with the lesbian jokes that they throw in if there was more of a lesbian presence on the show but there isn't like we yeah. rarely get lesbian issues discussed or lesbian guest judges or obviously drag kings which are big in the lesbian community like none of that yeah but we see it over and over again especially in these acting challenges where like the end joke will be like actually i'm gay and i love you and then like two of the characters start we 
we see it in literally we see it in 90210 we see it in the season six acting challenge where Mm -hmm. they start april carry on and i forget who else has to make out we see it in all stars three when shangela um and chi chi characters have to make out like Mm -hmm. it's over and over again um and it, it happens again in this moment where Simone is like, oh, well, I like women. And, and like, that's fine on its own. Yeah. I just, I'm interested in deconstructing why lesbianism is only ever really brought up on Drag Race when it's the butt of a joke. Yeah. I would love to see us venture out <laughs> and have, <laughs> I would love to see yes. more honest conversations about queer women on the show outside of ha 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 isn't it funny when two women kiss <laughs> like yeah i'm tired i'm a little tired of it um at least we're mentioned at all but I, w- I would love to see us move past it i'll step off my soapbox no no go ahead yeah no yeah i mean you the only representation you have is michelle visage so i think uh, <laughs> we just need we can expand our horizons you know i no, but um no i mean that's tea though i mean like it's just like i, I hate when like when being gay is the, is the butt of every single joke like you know it in straight shows mm-hmm. where it's like oh these two guys like want to sex with each other ha, ha, ha. that is so funny and out of the ordinary you know it's like i think yeah i, th- I think that it is um you know it's something that is definitely a running theme and needs to be addressed or or, or it can at least be talked about and dissected because it's i i've I definitely noticed that they they literally love doing that they do they do they do, they do. <laughs> fully and you know what? Again, I think we'll see improvement eventually. Um, yeah. I think it's just overall, you know, a lot of times queer women are not given the same space, like in a lot of conversations like this. Right. Um, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's that's my little soapbox. Yeah. I'll get off it. Um, the next team in the final team yeah. um, is Denali's team. So that's the last team that we see filming on the show. And Denali immediately is struggling. She cannot remember all of her lines. Um, And this is, again, what Jaden was talking about earlier, and we can get into it now, is this idea that Denali isn't getting these iconic gay references that she should know. What are your thoughts on on this, Jaden? Um, I'm I'm mixed because on on one hand, I understand there are just certain things in gay culture and queer culture that 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 are that are iconic. Wizard of Oz, you have you have Mommy mm. Dearest, you know, Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, like Chicago. I mean, like these are all things that are super iconic and, and that and that um that, that you should know. However, also I just feel like, you know, the more younger queens you have on, I do think that there's gonna be a, a certain culture that that emerges from that and i think that especially as we as rue and as we all get older obviously but you know as rue and the judge and the judges table gets older there are going to be more queer icons and queer legends that are establishing themselves that that they might not know you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. like okay well and like you know like rue has to rue should, should know a lot of newer references not saying that rue has to do that or anything but it's just like you can't penalize the queen for not knowing references especially when she's 26 but I understand because I do think I do if I'm not mistaken, I do think that they do get like a list of movies to watch like before they get on drag race. So there are certain things so I feel like, you know, 
that was undeniable for not doing her homework, you know, and especially if she did get that list, you know, it's like, okay, come on now, since you couldn't watch them little 12 movies now, you know, um, but I feel like penal. I feel like they 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 could have penalized her on you know not delivering the lines funny enough and you know taking the role too seriously, not making the character big enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But to be like, oh, that was a mommy dearest line, and you didn't, you didn't, you you, you didn't hit the mark. And especially when it wasn't even a mommy dearest line, it was literally, I guess, like a recreation of a mommy dearest line that went, you know, that that went. I want to say viral, but you know, yeah. yeah. It just made me think too. I don't know why this is the first time I'm thinking of it. Of when they read Aja in All Stars Three mm-hmm. for saying that Aja didn't know her references, which like any any I think anybody who's a fan of Aja or knows Aja would know she is so knowledgeable. Yes, about the community that she the comes from, wrong. especially yes, especially the ballroom community, especially like Aja knows what she is talking about. So I think a lot of times one of their default criticisms of younger queens, mm-hmm. regardless, is you don't know your references. Um, and again, like, I, I really like the point that you bring up that, like, as younger queens come on, there's a new, like, world of, like, queer references that they yeah. are going to have that the judges might not have. Like, yeah. when they do, you know, a character like, I don't know, like, Crystal Method doing yeah. Poppy or whatever you know like that's something that the judges might not know right away but that a lot of like younger queer people would know or you know would have that kind of background so I do think like that criticism is a little I mean mommy dearest is kind of like is kind of iconic so to not see that is a little but at the same time I think it's just an interesting point that they there's there's a little generational shift in what the judges see as like iconic queer culture and what some emerging queens mm-hmm. are going to be seeing as iconic queer culture exactly and 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 that's just that i think that when you start accepting that and, th- and that's why i'm glad you know on canada we are getting judges like brooklyn who are like you know younger and like you know still do talk mm-hmm. to like you know queens like aquaria who are like 22 23 and stuff like that because it's like you know it's just like but once supreme rises that one falls you know i think and i think that's just that <laughs> you know um, but yeah, so, but, you know, but besides that, Denali, again, is still, is struggling, and she was struggling in the, um, in the final cut, and I, um, and then- One thing in this, in this group, <laughs> Kamora kills me. She comes out, and Kamora's playing a tree. It's, it's a green screen. The only thing they're going to see is her face. She's wearing a green suit, but she comes out fully padded in a breastplate padding on her hips like for no it's a green screen it's you're not gonna screen. see that she fully could have just could have just worn her regular clothes the and breastplate in the, the hips nipples, like, <laughs> the hard nipples in the breastplate sent me like she Kamora's just so cute like I just can't she's just she baby my girl is dedicated okay I need she and you know and I it's it, 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 it was funny when people were like um what they, they were like you know like I would know Dahlia had texted her and was like girl don't you know that if you, if you go in there as a foliage <laughs> then you can sit home you know and it's like I feel bad not even like in a way I just knew Kamora was gonna go home like when they get for this role because I'm just like she's already a smaller personality mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel like you know it's kind of like the thing like I think it's gonna be to her detriment either way because like if she was in a big role if they lead role or anything like that then it'd been like oh my gosh like she's she's not acting big enough then you give her a small work the tree then it'd be like oh my god you're not you weren't really standing out i think she actually would have fared well in a um 
and 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 Ellie's role as the Cupid thing because I feel like that I agree cute, very uh, frilly frou frou feminine and like you know and and it was a small role where it's like it was a lot of like you know reacting and I feel like she could have reacted very well and yeah this is hilarious too when Kimura is doing her lines she has a line where she's supposed to say like I was rooting for us like again mimicking Tyra's like I was rooting for you we were all rooting for you yeah um and Kimura just Ross has her do this literally like 70 times and Kimura is not getting it she is not getting where to put the emphasis it was serving me Alyssa Edwards in All-Stars 2 when they're like it's Duda Duda and Alyssa's like oh I got it I got it Dua, Dua, like she just does not. She keeps saying Dua instead of Duda. It was, it was that all over again. And it's funny because I, I was I, like all week I've been thinking about thinking about that scene, like Dua, do, and I was like, and I don't know why I kept thinking about that. And so it's funny that you brought that up because that's definitely what it was. And that is funny. That's like one as an actor. I have an acting class after this, by the way. But um, I know as an actor, it's like that is my biggest pet peeve. I don't know what it is. I just like wouldn't like. I just don't, I don't understand people who can't hear the emphasis on words or, or like who can't like, you know, focus on them. So I'm like, cause he has said multiple times, it's rooting for us. And but, she does it. And like does he it. asks, like, how would Tyra say it? And she does it. And then, and then, she with, does, then she's like, okay, do it again. And then she's like, I was rooting for us. And I'm like, <laughs> why are we still putting the emphasis on us? Can anyone clue me in as to where we not, what, I don't know, how do we not, like what, what do we not hear you know what i mean like how do you not hear the emphasis on rooting especially when you are a tree the joke is that you are rooting like roots so like why are you not ross is telling you the joke he's telling you he's gonna be putting a big green target and saying hit this anywhere mm-hmm. you can and she's like mm, and still misses. <laughs> this so, was, was the sad. moment for me that i was like okay sadly this is kimura's time to go because <laughs> yeah after this this, it's just so we see after um after do you want to say anything else about their performance or um, i was just gonna say um that uh olivia was all right you know she 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 was she was good Mm -hmm. but i don't think it was a winning performance good i think she just did so good because she was better than everybody else there and Elliot was acting really, was acting small, and I don't know, and I hated the outfit. I don't know what the outfit was. It was just Nike, yeah. And I hated the hair. Um, and and I was gonna say that um, all their performances translated pretty much the same in the in the um actual. In, yeah, I think this is one with now so many queens back. There were a lot of queens for me that did like fall to the background where I just didn't necessarily like they didn't do bad, but they no. just weren't standouts again. I, I think Elliot was kind of that for me. Olivia yeah. was a little that for me. She didn't do bad. She was funny. No. But again, it was a small role. La La Rie was one, again, who it, does, it wasn't necessarily terrible, but it yeah. didn't go. So we we get a moment where they're preparing for the runway. We always get this. They're at the yes, mirror. Um, and we it opens with Got Mick and Tina helping Candy, like, make slash like get together an outfit for the runway because candy has a last minute decision where she changes what she wants to do yes um and so we see this group kind of forming a little bit they all of them talk about how they're really bonding well mix says that they're all shade monsters together um so it's cute i i'm always interested in the little clicks that form yeah. and the relationships that build i think in general that's a really interesting aspect of drag race i think 
as a Trixie and Katya fan, we see, you know, that is a relationship that basically completely formed on Drag Race. They didn't know Mm -hmm. each other outside of Drag Race. They bonded on season seven and then obviously are like an iconic duo now. I'm wearing their collaboration period cool red scare i had to kill a man to get this (laughs) period um but anyways so i'm I'm just always intrigued to see the bonds that form because there are some again you know like a trixie and katia pairing and there's other pairings on the show where for a long time after season six adore bianca and courtney Mm -hmm. were a big trio and did a lot together so i think it's it's these relationships that we see bud on the show a lot of times translate to the real world and Mm -hmm. they do a lot of booking together they get a lot of gigs they can you know start shows so yeah i'm just curious and i think it's cute that they're all kind of having this little squad together i was like i was like like, they're they're very nice to each other you know and i just know they're mean to everybody else and i don't know that's (laughs) cute i think that's funny and I'm, i'm like okay i'm here for it and then we we get our little um you know uh what's the word um heart tearjerker storyline of the of the of the episode and this time it's with simone and simone is talking about how you know her first time in drag was her for her prom and they put they have a picture up on it and i think it's on her instagram too like a little far back mm-hmm. if you guys want to scroll but um it was just and it was simone's just so powerful because she said she like she felt so strong seen and powerful and that her principal like when like when 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 she walked up they were like oh who was that I never said to before and the principal was like oh no that's reggie you go on the prom have a good time reggie mm-hmm. like in Arkansas too, like in a in a, in a you know typically small what we think is like you know a conservative uh, estate, like um, Simone was able to be herself and able to go mm-hmm. and drag for the first time at prom too. Like that is just so so big and so brave, especially you know in high school. Like you know kids are cruel, child. Um, so it's good. So it it was so very interesting to see her be like not be not be afraid and how like she says like drag made her didn't made her not afraid if anything and like made her you can truly tell that drag her drag personality has saved her and and made her into a different person and she's so fearless when she is Simone yes I love that and I love those again I love the moments where obviously for a lot of the queens if not most of the queens drag is like their empowerment like that's Mm -hmm. a lot of times how you know they feel like themselves or how they coped with you know growing up as a gay person yeah um so I love that we get another little cute storyline again where the rest of the queens now they have a moment where they're like has anyone dated a girl and most of them are like no Rose says she had a lot of girlfriends um and then Tamisha's like oh yeah I did and I have three biological kids now the the B squad has already reacted to this (laughs) but the winner's circle again is gagged Gagged. just like the beast god what the b squad was they are gagged and we find a cute story about how tamisha's drag name actually comes from one of her biological daughters her Mm -hmm. first daughter is named tamisha and that's where she gets her name and i thought that was so cute (laughs) yes it was so it was so cute so sweet and every week she's just the sweetest and she talked about how um for a little while she uh she like did she didn't even like know she was gay and everything and she would mm-hmm. and um she you know she was just you know with with women in high school in high school and everything and it was fine dandy whatever and then i think she said like in, in like in her 20s uh her friend took her to a gay bar and that's when she had like saw she had saw boys on boys and like it was just like it was just like okay this yeah this is what i like like i, I never felt this before and you know she's been doing drag ever since so i'm just like i i and i i find queens so interesting like that where it's like yeah you know like 
I did grow because sexuality is such a spectrum, you know, and it's such mm-hmm. a and and it really highlights that sexuality is not just a um, most of the time one and done thing. I mean, like you know, right. like Tamisha could have went on and been like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm straight. Like I, you know, had sex with women, so I'm got to be straight. I'm just gonna, you know, go around with this. But like having that discovery later later on in life, you know, not in her teens, not being in the closet, not not doing all of that. It's like, okay, had a pretty, I'm not gonna say pretty normal, I don't know, but like pretty normal high school life. And then to have that realization, you know, into your 20s mm-hmm. is such a, it's such a different thing. I mean, imagine, you know, having kids and then being like, yeah, I don't want your mama no more, you know, <laughs> like, so I just found that very interesting. And it really, sexuality is such a spectrum. And like, we just, we just, it really, prove that we are just really on the spectrum of sexuality and like where do we fall mm-hmm. on that line versus more of like I'm either this that or the third it's like no I'm just it's this and I'm somewhere in this range you know and it's mm-hmm. like I think that for me that that makes it easier so it's straight you know if y'all listening Catch find up. out where you at on that spectrum baby we, <laughs> we, we, we not we not we not doing straight in 2021 we leaving them in 2020 Mm-mm, that's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be us but uh, it couldn't um <laughs> So yeah. after, you know, they, we, they always get this work room, yeah. getting ready in the mirror, whatever. I love those moments. They're some of yes. my favorites. Um, but then we move on to the main stage and Rue comes out. And again, she looks dropped and gorgeous. Like, I feel like we're going to say this so every week. Good. This color that she's wearing, this like uh, emerald green yeah. type, like darker green color. Yeah with that it's like oh it's so warm and then, and then she has hair. this like the orange honey hair Rue, make that your signature hairstyle that Please. is your color down like oh. she and the, and the little slit in the leg i'm like yeah rue has been looking so good like i can tell she's missing in dragon baby after after the finale we had mm-hmm. um mama's i think she knew she had to come she had to come looks okay mm-hmm. and again i'm gonna i'm gonna keep up with my weekly michelle visage update <laughs> michelle visage update account uh, my, my michelle visage update account looks so good again the minute that she takes this gray out of her hair like i feel like a part of me is gonna die like, yeah no i need her to keep it for the rest the rest of the rain however you feel about michelle visage whatever the way that she looks right now is the best that she has looked maybe ever in a long time yeah she looks so yeah, good. It's good. So Lonnie Love is the guest judge. She's from Detroit. Shout out Lonnie Love. I mm-hmm. love Lonnie Love. I absolutely love Lonnie Love. I loved her. I love her on the real. I loved her on Soul Plane. She's just she's she's like she's a black culture staple. Like and she's from Detroit, which I, I found out on the show. I didn't even know that. Um so I was mm-hmm. just like, wow, so so good. And she was on Celebrity Drag Race. And she just said, uh, and she and she again, she's gonna be another another more like Nicole Byer where she's gonna be on. Um a couple more times and I, I don't know she she gets so into it and even in Canada's Drag Race she was so into it and having so much fun and yeah she just she's just she's such nice energy I love it I think it again reminds us like look at the two guest judges that we've had two black women who are really mm-hmm. involved in the community and it just again shows that so much of drag culture is one just from black women and two the the long like relationships and bonds that black women have had with drag and with ballroom stuff and whatever i love 
black women having a space to talk because this is their culture as well it's not yes it's not just white gays like this is black women with a blueprint for a lot of this and I love that their voices are being you know at least giving somewhat of a platform as on the judging panel and they're the literally these two have been amazing judges I loved seeing Lonnie Love here and her all of her critiques were so good yes I was thinking it's good I was just gonna say that her and Cole's critiques have been so good and like and and very honest and real and I'm like I respect it I love it they they're 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 never mean they're always constructive and actually giving criticism Mm -hmm. um and actually and I'll get into the critiques about about critiquing but um yeah so 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 let's get to the to to the runway it was um there's a lot of looks here because there's a lot there's just a lot of queens yes we're gonna uh we're gonna gonna try to uh give it a good a good go we're not gonna get too in depth uh y'all y'all gonna know also they're all very like hit or miss that's just that you know yeah so the first queen that walks out is the category is trains on the runway i just wanted to say (laughs) i can't believe i i was not gonna say that because when rue announced it was trains earlier in my head, I genuinely thought it was trains, like an actual yeah, train. No. I I knew it was, <laughs> I knew it was like the train, like the dress. But I, but when people say that, I'm like, you know, we have had um, boats on the runway. We have had that's what cans. I'm saying. I don't put it past through to literally make like make your own custom train and bring and bring it in like that. That's, that's really what I that's thought. A driver's challenge. I. I, we can get into this more yeah. but it also just with with one of the acting challenges being about flags it just reminded me of the controversy when Rue was trying to show her support for the trans community and posted a train flag instead of the trans flag Please. yes <laughs> now I think we can get into that when we get to got mixed outfit yes, because yes. I think there was some subtle shade there but anyways the category oh. is tra- trains on the runway the first queen that walks out is Denali. She's in this bird look. She says they're ostrich feathers. What did you think of this look? I loved it. I was like, I, I thought she, her padding looked good. I mean, that's so random, but she just looked really thick. I was like, yes. Um, I, I agree. Um, no, I was like, I was like, it was elegant yet different. It was very like, I, I, I loved it. I, I loved the hair out of the way and like the shoulder pads and like mm-hmm. the way the feathers were stacked. And the train was gorgeous. You could tell those ostrich feathers, baby, because they was moving. <laughs> I, I understand it now. Uh, Denali, um, uh, who else had ostrich? Uh, Candy. I understand that the 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 chicken feathers don't move like the ostrich. Feathers, <laughs> okay, and she, I, I, I thought it was beautiful, and I thought and I thought she she looked she looked good. I I, I thought she looked beautiful. I love the makeup. I just love that she's mm-hmm. she's done different makeup each time. Like I know I just love when queens like try different try different stuff like uh, Utica too. So I loved it. It was mm-hmm. cute. I did too. The next queen that comes out is Olivia Lux. She says that this is a Baroque inspired Beethoven look. I realized on a rewatch, she's talking about all these like classical composers because she is a composer and plays the piano. And I don't know why I didn't make that connection, but I was like, that is so cute. And it's such a good way to bring that part of her because it's such a big part of, you know, her talents and her personality that I thought it was really cute and clever. And I thought she looked great. The gold and white and everything was stunning. I loved it. Yes. I just wrote, yes. <laughs> because I, I it was so good i love i love like the the avant-garde makeup with the, with the gold mm-hmm. leafing like on the um like on, on her eyes and i love the train i thought i thought it was it was it was 
it was like it, it gave that twist that I needed, and I was like, I was here for it. I, I thought she looked really, really, really good, and I think you know this is a great way to come back. Like, okay, I played a little small in the challenge, so let me you know, you know, mm-hmm. look really good on the runway. So good work. Someone who I I don't think necessarily did that was Elliot. Now Elliot comes out in this white lace look, and it's like yeah. white lace all pants with like this train. I didn't love this look. No, yeah. I didn't. For me, it felt like she was going for what Olivia Lux did, like this like lacy white look. Yeah. And just missed. It it just wasn't it for me. I don't it's not ugly, it's not horrible, no. but I didn't like the hair either. I think the hair was I, I can't put my finger on it. I just don't I would have liked a different wig with this look, I think. Yeah, I think um I wrote it was cute. Um, because that's what it was it was very much I don't know it just gave me very much like you know um like you know you know like the club competitions like where like they you know they're, they're trying to be like the best queen of, the, of their bar you know like mm-hmm. that that's what gave me it also reminded me heavily of um Rue's season 10 promo look you know like with like the, it was like that black black you know full body suit mm-hmm. with, like, the white with the white like like um embroidery and then that big white train and it was like it reminded me of that so it so it, you know it was it was cute but it was but a, a lot of these look not a lot of these looks knocked it out of the park so if your look was cute it was not in that same ballpark period so especially with next to especially coming compared to kamora who has this dra- dragon look which is inspired by a bob mackie barbie doll so good this look it was she has like the dragons like on the shoulders in the front around here and then the train has like the little like spikes sticking out it it was like I love it because it was so like it could have easily been really campy you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like it and I love campy looks I'm fine with campy drag but she took this really campy concept and made it really really high fashion and mixed those two things and it made me so sad that I just knew she was gonna end up going home today because this look was for me it was almost enough to save her like it was so good it was so good I loved like the um the like design on the front of like like the dragon's Mm -hmm. like chest you know I thought it was it was was executed so perfectly and I think uh you was talking about how it wasn't like stretch fabric so it had to be made like perfectly to her body and so uh, whoever the designer was did so good it was it was it was great um speaking of great it was just back to back for me mm-hmm. Simone's probably going to be iconic durag look so she comes out in this like blue oh. I was going to put the picture up if you're watching which you should be if you go to the YouTube life is a drag the podcast but um <laughs> she has like this blue like kind of like jumpsuit one with like this with this blue lace corset and this long blue set and do-rag train um it, which was inspired by guap dad 4000 um the fenty by puma, fenty by fenty by no puma by fenty rihanna collection mm-hmm. um solange wore one um it, it's so so many but um this look is one of my favorite looks from the show period she has came out and done our culture a service every single week. And it has never, I don't want to sound like Elliot, but it's never been, you know, performative or like, or in your face. It's always been so honest and real and just so, so tailored. And, and 
and it is Simone. Simone has came out here and made every single outfit her own herself. And I, this look was amazing. I, this was, she looked so good. I loved this look. I literally, I immediately went to her Instagram after the episode because I wanted to look at it more. It was so beautiful. It was so creative too, Mm -hmm. because thinking of trains, like that's not the first thing that someone would think of. No. And it just showed she's so smart in in her looks. And again, we saw that with the boxer look, like above all of the rest of the queens, like she is really taking the look just to like a different conceptual level. And I loved it. I loved Lonnie mentioning that her look was very like in Detroit. You would see that. Like I loved that. And also after this episode, Simone is selling do-rags as merch now, which I live. No, I'm literally gonna have to cop one. I don't care. I just got paid. I'm literally going to get one. Simone's merch has been out of this world. Like every every week, she's had something like like um the, like congratulations week. She had boxing gloves and you know and and, and, and like and like boxing stuff. You know, it like, is so smart. Drag queen merch is often a struggle for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what it is, but sometimes I'm like, girls, we can <laughs> make these stunning looks. Let's get let's yeah. get it together. But yeah, yeah, Simone's merch. I was looking at it after I saw her post mm-hmm. that she was selling do rags. I was looking at the rest of her merch. And it is stunning. It is so yeah. good. Yeah, I I House of Avalon, they, they do their dolls good. Like I I love it. Um, next is La La Ree. Um, I. I, I, now I did, I love this look. I just want to start by saying that. I think this is one of my mm-hmm. favorite Lollary looks. I think she looked sickening. She sold it. Her body is correct. Okay. The body was there. However, this was not a train, in my opinion. I didn't get trained from it that much either. I also didn't love the mask over it. And again, yeah. I get maybe it's just because, like, I'm, I'm in the, the trauma of COVID. <laughs> I didn't need yeah. the mask. Um, I do love, like, I think the color looked great on her. Her makeup mm-hmm. was amazing. It fit right. But yeah, it wasn't the first thing that I would think of when it comes to a train. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, It was a great look. She sold it really well. It was just was like, category is trains. I was the person getting trained. If it was longer, you know, I and then mm-hmm. I, I could have got it. But it was just like, it, like, I feel like it just like barely just got past the floor, you know? But I did, I think, I thought it was cute. The next queen who comes out is Utica. And she's wearing a look inspired by a Carol Burnett skit, which was a play on the drape curtains from Gone with the Wind and the dress, whatever. Um, I thought this, I loved this look. I love it too. (laughs) I love the queens that just kind of like go ridiculous. Like I love that. And this was so, it was just so ridiculous, but so well done. It mm-hmm. didn't look, it didn't look crafty. <laughs> it didn't, right. it didn't have any of that. It, it looked really, really good. I love that she plays with really fun silhouettes, mm-hmm. like all of the, there's really fun shapes. It was, it looked really good. I love the reference that she's going for. Um, again, it was another really smart move. Um, yeah. I think she looked great. She looked silly but so put together and so elevated i really loved this look yeah i agree i was like this it, it was so good it was it was cute it was campy it, it looked like like a like beautifully done theater costume and like a way that it wasn't yes. costume, but it just looked like you know like 
oh, I, this is what my character would wear if I was like on like, like you know on Broadway, and it was just it was a beautiful, beautiful garment, and like and I'm pretty sure she, she like she sewed it herself, or she just had a couple help sewing, or like she was like very handled in the process. So like, good job, you guy. I loved it. It was very, very, very pretty. Yes. After that is Rose. Now I am a I'm a Rose fan. I'm a yeah, fan same. of Rose. Um, I thought she did great in this challenge. I didn't love this look. She comes yeah. out in the in the blue pantsuit look um, with a bunch of ruffles on it. This was another one for me that I was not getting trained from it. Like I really didn't yeah. see that much of a train. Um, I didn't like the ruffles. Like I think if the ruffles were done differently, I love a pantsuit. I'm a lesbian, of course I do. Um, <laughs> but it just wasn't. It wasn't there for me. It just wasn't. It wasn't ugly. But again, in comparison to a look like. Utica's to a look like Simone's to yeah. a look like Kimura's it just wasn't it wasn't there for me yeah I, I agree I think that first of all when I think of train I'm thinking of like my garment is so long that when when you get to my feet it's still going out you know what I mean like that that, that that's what mm-hmm. I think of when I think of like okay a wedding dress it's so long that the bottom that the bottom of the dress is going to the going to the back you know not this whole thing on my back that's going that that that's coming off you know what I mean so it was like it was giving me a little bit like like 80s superhero and also like I just feel like the 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 two similar blues it kind of just ate her up a little bit mm-hmm. and I feel like you know it could, it, it would have been sickening she would have had like a little white pinstripe down the side of this suit like that would have been sickening and again yeah I wasn't really getting trained from it like it was wasn't it wasn't exactly the train I think this 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 look really did keep her out of the bottom a little bit so yeah not my favorite rosé look but I I do again I did think she excelled the challenge I wrote uh, her and her and Simone carried the challenge so good but mm-hmm. this I de- definitely think kept her out of the top yeah I think another queen who I don't know if I would necessarily call it a train either it wasn't it was got it, it was got Mick who comes out this was not necessarily train to me at least again because at least the way I'm thinking of train is like trailing on the floor <laughs> exactly. but I don't I don't care like (laughs) now this is a look where with rosé I'm gonna I'm gonna point it out a little bit because I didn't love the look in the first place but got Mick is coming out in this gorgeous look again I don't know if her face is ever gonna look bad it just looks so good this look it's the colors of the trans flag so there's like the pinks and blues and whites and it's studded and it's it looks so good she has a little like hair dryer lower type thing it just looked so good she looked amazing and again to me I was like this is a little bit of a read on when (laughs) RuPaul posted the trains flag instead of the trans flag like I was talking about earlier yeah on the trains runway she came out in a trans flag inspired look and it was beautiful it was amazing oh I loved it well, actually, she um, actually th- that that was her sheer runway. I don't know if you know this. Uh, that was her I did not run- know that. Yeah, that 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 was her sheer runway, which makes sense because it looks like sheer. But um, it's sheer, right? Yeah, and and so I think so. That's why I wasn't trained. But she actually she just posted on Instagram her like actual train look. So she's gonna be a train conductor too. But because her and Tina are such like close friends, like she didn't want to like upstage Tina or whatever. 
and um yeah I'm, I'm not gonna say too much on that but she definitely looked really good and and in, in, in my opinion better in the train look um wow yeah so it's on her instagram uh it's for the sheer runway i would love this for the train runway i hate it um I, it I, was I, not it just it just wasn't a train yeah <laughs> and and that, that's why i was just like i just needed a train that was for me and i i think that the corset part was a, was a little messy like i wish like it could have been like a little bit more, the the um lining could have been more strategically placed because it was just mm-hmm. a little bit like in the mess but i i think she sold it in the runway and, and i and i loved how you know she tried to make them blow and like I, I i i thought it was a great 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 concept and i think i really wish she would have wore for a sheer runway obviously she was on the episode but like you know i think um she she was she was good she was good um oh so speaking of trains um tina burner our our lovely our, our, the fashion gal of season 13 um, it truly i this I, I wrote it was. I don't. I didn't even finish the. the <laughs> um, it was. It was. It's the best way to put it because this look. I can't explain it, but it was like you know what it reminds me of. Literally a children's TV show, like a Lazy Town I, type yes, show. I like agree. It could. It could be like what a character on that wears. It was so costumey but not in a like costumey <laughs> can look good yeah costumey can be drag again like Utica that is a costumey drag outfit but it looks good this was like I just did not like it I didn't like it the train itself was like the tracks and she was a kind it, it just for me really missed the mark yeah and it was like out of all people to bring an echo train look I knew it was gonna be Tina like you know besides, <laughs> like it was that got Mick but like I don't think Tina I agree fully I think it's it was just um what what was that you know you know you know that one lady that's like she was like the hip-hop train conductor like on Nickelodeon yes on- I couldn't think of her name but you know she like people say she like Cardi B like her, it was giving very much that but like not good you know what I mean I would feel like it was just like it was a long coat in a way it didn't fit like, her it didn't fit and it was and, and then and then in untucked she takes it off and she has like on like this like you know onesie like not onesie uh what is it called when like it's like a one piece leotard she had like this like red leotard and it was like way cute i'm like you could have did that with like with 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 a train but like this was i don't know i just hated it and i hate like the train smoke on her arms and it yeah. was just and then the wig was so not my favorite. I'm like, ma'am, please. I just don't want to be, I don't want to hate on these every single week, but mama, you making it hard. Yeah, I don't, again, you know, the fashion queen, the look queen of season 13. Okay. Well, hey, we know now. Hey, and she she made it known. Yeah. The next queen um, that comes out is Joey J. When she was walking first, I was like, Oh, Joey J. Yeah. Please. I was not here for it. I'll say this the back of it with the mouth and the tongue, like the tongue as the train, I really like that concept. And the back yeah. of it looked nice. It's just the front of the look. I it just didn't fit it didn't, well. Yeah. It it just didn't it didn't look great. But I think the back worked and I think that's what saved her. Like I think that the the fun concept and how it looked is, you know, yeah. what bumped her up a little bit there. 
yeah, I think it was it was a cute concept. It reminded me of kind of like how Monique Hart would wear like the little like eye things and like and stuff yes. like that. It was very Monique Hart. I I I I like I love the idea of like the tongue and and the mouth. I just I don't I think the mouth could have been bigger. It just it was and then like the ponytail was in the back, so it kind of like interrupted that a little bit. But, yeah. Um, but I know I, I I still rock with it, and I and I, I thought it was a cute, sexy look just from the front. It was like mm, yeah. You you definitely could tell it was for the back. It, um, the outfit was for you to look at the back. Yeah. Similarly, yeah, we get candy muse. This was another queen where she says that she changed, like, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, she decided, has she said on social media, like, why? Yeah, she was talking about, a lot of people, a lot of people don't believe this, but this, and this is, I'll be honest, this is her second um, excuse as to why she didn't wear, she, she didn't original look, but she uh, said that she had this, like, 46 yard long train that was like a Bikala original, Bikala has been some of the looks on, on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like half the half the length of a football field, and she didn't take it because she realized that was gonna be the first episode with thirteen girls, and she didn't want to. She didn't. She knew it'd be a lot to maneuver around the sta- stage. I don't know. And I, I, my thing is just like, first of all, that is one whole suitcase at least. Right. So if you're gonna take it and not wear it, that's so you just brought one suitcase full of drag for it's, it's something that you plan on making to the end for it just was it felt like you know if it was just if you feel like it was gonna be too big for one suitcase just say that but don't say that you you brought in and, and you knew it was gonna be this episode and you knew it was gonna be 13 girls and you were just like oh i'm just like you know nervous to wear and then also she said that this was her final four look or like her best drag look like whatever she wore whatever you wore for the top like last episode and that brings you to the look which it was not in my opinion good enough to be a top best drag look. like no. that is not best drag in my like it was and she she admitted this the makeup was not good and she admitted this so no one could <laughs> she said on twitter she was like don't hey this is your sign not to try something new yeah, on, national TV. on national tv she knew because the makeup i think the makeup was a little clunky i hated that hair i feel like Nicki minaj i hate 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 your hair and makeup today <laughs> Because that I understand when Nicki Minaj felt, baby. Because it was the hair; it felt like it kept falling over and like. Yeah, it wasn't styled. Like it was clearly styled one way, and she was trying to make it look a different way. Like that—that's really what was happening there. Yeah, and the 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 dress was just like it it was it was it was a cute dress, but like final four basic. Yeah, very basic. basic. And then you and then you could see her undergarments, like. It's just we on season thirteen. Like there are just things you have to turn it up. Especially, I'm actually glad she wore for this. Come like I want to see your best drag now. I want to see what you could actually pull off because right, you know, I that that was your best drag. I mean, like I guess I was expecting more of a gowny gown than like mm-hmm. it was. Just, it felt very you know like a little 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 costumey. I'll be honest, a little uh, right. little whatever. But um, yeah. So that that's what I felt about it. Especially when we get. Tamisha Iman coming out. Yes, she yes. is wearing this pink outfit. Oh, again, a train, a very clear train yes. that is trailing behind her in this pink look. Tamisha looks amazing mm-hmm. in pink. She and she says again, it's a Tamisha Iman creation. She okay. has clearly thought about every single one of these runway categories. 
And now I'm going to say Tamisha is one of the queens to look for in terms mm-hmm. of looks, because this is now the second look that I think has just looked amazing that she has made herself. Yes, I think I think it, it was cute. It, it was like, I think that the train again could have been a little bit more grand, but I'm like, I, it was again it, for her aesthetic. I think it was very cute. I um I, I loved the color. I loved the material she used. Mm-hmm. I thought it, it, it all came each other so well. I love the little fascinator she had in the in, in her yes. hair. She just she looked she looked gorgeous. I love when she walked when she walked around and she was like twirling it. Like she mm-hmm. is she knows she looks good. And I literally I love looking I look forward to seeing what she makes every single week because I know she makes it. So I'm just like, okay, what are you want to serve today? Cause you can do so much. Like she right. I, just to see the different silhouettes compared to like last um, the Winter Circle one, where it was no, not Winter Circle, Pork Chop Queens one, where she did the sheer gold, and um, and, and that was a different, that's a completely different silhouette compared to now, when she's wearing, you know, this um, this is a different, this is an entirely different silhouette compared to what she wore last week. So I'm like, okay, each week you're gonna you're gonna bring us something different. Can't wait to see it. And she looks beautiful. She looks she's gorgeous, and she's so sweet. I know she looked great again. We have all of those runway looks. There's a lot of them. Um, we mentioned basically the performances with yeah. the rehearsals because they're the filming rehearsals performances. They were all basically all the, same. the same. That's how they did. Um, Rue first announces all of the queens who are safe. Um, I'm not going to read all of them because we're going to tell you who the tops and bottoms were okay. and then the rest of the queens were safe. Okay. Um, Rue announces that the tops and bottoms of the week are Denali, Kimora, Simone, Lala Ri, Rose, and Candy. The rest of the queens are safe and can leave the stage. And she says that they did great that week. Yeah. So they they exit. Um, and then we get into the critiques. It's pretty easy to tell from that point, like who the tops and the bottoms are. Yeah. Um, the first one that gets critiques is Denali. Again, they love the look. Yeah. Um, but they think her performance fell flat. And again, this is, we had a long discussion about it, but this is where they, again, clock her for not knowing her references. Yeah, yeah. It's very clear um, that they expect these queens to know the references, you know, um, going on to the show. And, you know, you know, this is their show. You can't fault them for that. And Denali is, under, is understood. And she's like, got it. The next queen is Kimora. Again, sim- very similar critiques to Denali. Mm. They said stunning outfit but a flat performance. What they really brought out in Kimora's critique is that they wanted her to let go and have fun with it. Yeah. Um, and I think this was a really kind of heartbreaking moment. Yeah. I. It's always sad, like, not from the judges getting their heads, but I mean, like, you know, it's <laughs> the judges getting their heads. You know what I mean? I think that, they, you know, they, I think it's specifically hard when you are trying to trying to prove something to the judges and they're like yeah we're not getting it and then they're like and and you you, you get stuck in a wall because it's like you know you, you want to let loose and have fun but you're but you're also so nervous of letting loose and having fun because you don't want to do the wrong thing and it's mm-hmm. like it, it, it's hard to not because you can't read the judges minds and you just want to serve the best that you can serve but i think that on drag it's such a picky format that you know she just wasn't up to chops with some of the bigger personality queens you know and it's like and you weren't and you and, you, and she wasn't really serving anything to the show that she could have served um but she did we'll talk about the end but yeah so that so yeah it was it was sad but she but she um and rue says like you know um uh, i don't know 
this was partly shady but partly cute when Rue was like oh I'm like you know that's all t- that takes a lot for you to recognize you know your faults and everything and and, and, <laughs> and your failures um and I'm like okay yeah she's gonna be in the bottom um <laughs> yeah it, it is a little shady but I think it's it's a little true because I think there are yeah. sometimes where I think in general like your first instinct is to be more defensive than anything and mm-hmm. Kimura was like no I did I'm watching it now and I saw myself get in my head and whatever um and I think that genuinely like being self-aware is something that not necessarily all of these queens have no um so again it it was an interesting comment from Rue but I think you know it's relatively true yeah um the next queen (laughs) who could not have gotten more different critiques is Simone they are obsessed yeah. with Simone. They love the outfit and they love her performance. Yes, I. It was and again. This is a this is the opposite of Denali, where it's like even if you don't necessarily know all the representations, or you aren't doing it, mm-hmm. just like uh, Joan Crawford or Betty Davis, like you are you you made it your own, and and it was so funny that we we couldn't argue that it wasn't funny. You know, with Denali's, it's like okay, yeah, she was playing a role, but you can argue that it it wasn't. She didn't know the references. It wasn't. It wasn't even funny. It, it at least could have been funny. At least could have been whatever, whatever. Simone may have not known the references at all, or she may have known them, but we can't argue that it wasn't funny and that she wasn't good. And oh. and, and I think that that that's what that's what someone does. Like you can't argue that whatever someone is doing that it's not that she's not doing good because she does it with such confidence and she does it so perfectly. And it was like, it was the tea. It was the tea. And I and I, and I think that, I think Simone is definitely a strong contender. Like if the three episodes in or four episodes in, she's a strong contender for the crown because she has just mm-hmm. been going so ham. She's in Turkey on these challenges. So good, I think. Simone is now that queen who is like okay that's the queen should be now because she is pulling looks she's funny she is good in the musical challenge like Mm -hmm. she is really coming out like what can I do and I don't know like we we don't know what she can do um can't so which we get to (laughs) uh, the next queen um that gets critiqued is Lala Ree Again, they love this outfit. They don't have yes. really anything bad to say about this outfit, but they say that her performance was quiet. It fell flat. And they mentioned like it was clearly out of your comfort zone. And Lala Ria mm-hmm. agrees. She's like, yeah, this, this was out of my comfort zone. Um, I think that definitely showed that she was holding something back. I think it was a similar to me for Kimura. Like mm-hmm. th- there was that level of like not wanting to look stupid, even yeah. though like you just have like you have to be a candy and yeah. just like look dumb. You have to, you and I think simply have to. I think Lalari and Kimura were both and Denali. Honestly, all of them were mm-hmm. holding themselves back from like just looking stupid and hamming up. Yeah. Um, so next she gets critiques is Rose and you know very similar to us like they don't love her look but they don't hate it I mean it's it's cute they say and um and of course you know as a performance they loved her as the gnome and they and they you can, you can tell that she's an acting queen and they, and they make that known and I think that you know she definitely uh she, she proved herself for this episode to do really good I think so too, definitely. Um, yeah. Again, there's not much more to say about Rose. Yeah. She showed that she was acting. Yeah. And I'm excited to see her take that in more and more challenges, especially for something like Snatch Game, which is such yes. a pivotal moment in the series. Um, 
The next is is Candy. Um, somewhat similar critiques to Rosé. Again, they don't love the look. Um, yeah. They are like, it looks plain. Michelle reads her about seeing her undergarments, um, which is a very Michelle critique. Michelle yeah. will be the first judge to point out if she can see padding, if she yeah. can see anything underneath. Um, She's like, you have but, a sock. Um, it's, ooh, yeah, I, I can, can see a seam. Yeah, let's um, put some foundation over there. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It just shows how detailed, really, that yeah. they are so into the details here. And like they were saying in Untucked, it's like, it's coming to that point where it's like, where the queens are already so good that they're already splitting hair. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it, 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 like we said in the first episode, like these queens are already, each season, these queens are coming stronger and stronger and stronger. So it's like, and I, I, I was just thinking like, every season is becoming an all-star in my opinion. Cause it's like, every it queen really is, so is. Every queen is so like, every queen has great looks. It's just like, so we have to get down to nitty gritty because when you're on drag race at this point, now you're just performing at a certain level that other girls are just not. And I think, again, Candy really saved herself with the performance because Candy's one of the tops. She's not one of the bottoms. Like, she's one of the tops, and they really love her right. performance. Ruth specifically says, like, how hilarious it is. Um, so we, we get their critiques, and basically we find out that Candy and Rosé are both safe. Then we find out that Lala Ree is safe as well. Simone is the winner. Yes, second challenge win. And Denali and Kamara will be lip syncing. Let's let's get into our opinions. Yeah. Jaden, if you from from this group, if you had to pick the two bottom queens and a winner, who would your choices be? Um, I would give Simone as the winner. I think Simone delivered like compared to Rose, Simone delivered a strong runway and performance. So like I just mm-hmm. really turn the winner. Not even Denali stand aside, I really would have placed Lala Ree and Kimura in the in the bottom, just specifically off of Lala Ree's look was not as much of a train as Denali's was, and I feel like Lala Ree was just acting small. At least Denali was trying to act, you know. What I mean, I feel like she was trying she mm-hmm. to take the role a bit seriously. I just feel like, but I, and I do think she did bad. Don't get me wrong, but. Lala Reed's, I thought Lala Reed's look was, was going to place in the bottom compared to Denali's because Denali was just such at such a a strong, a strong level of drag that, and Lala Reed was strong too, but just not strong in the looks of the train. I am basically in exact agreement. I th- yeah. Simone still would have been my winner no matter what. I think she was the funniest, even though Rosé was super funny too. I think yes. Simone was just really funny and her runway was just superior yeah when it comes to the bottom two I again I am a Denali stan I recognize that but all of that aside I did not think Denali was going to be in the bottom like I really thought she was going to be safe because her look was so good and she was she was bad she was not funny but she wasn't awful so I I don't know that really surprised me I would have had Joey J been in this group I would have maybe had Joey J Mm -hmm. be in the bottom but I, yeah, I really thought it was going to be La La Rie. Um, Kimura, I think, is a given. I yeah. think Kimura was going to be in the bottom regardless. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was pretty surprised about Denali being in the bottom and it, not La La Rie. Yeah, and it made me wonder if there was going to be, like, a little bit, like, what was it for, like, okay, for the sake of, like, two Chicago queens, you know, listening against each other? Was it for, like, you know, to, to get some added drama? Or did, 
you know, because because I and I because I was gonna say, or do they just want somebody that, that they knew was gonna turn out lip sync? But like, we've seen Lala return lip sync. I think that if anything, she would have turned this out even like even harder too. You know, what I mean, like. So I was just, so I was like, okay, if there's some producing going on, you know, like because these yeah. are two friends, two Chicago queens, they work in the same industry, in the same in the same city. So it's like, what's going on? What's the real tea? I I really think that must have been it because I think they knew that either Denali or Lala Re was gonna win the was gonna lip, yeah. win the lip sync. Like that's not a question. So I do, I honestly do think they put Denali there for the drama of it oh, because definitely. we have established that, that they're friends. Um so we can get into that lip sync and how that actually plays out. Yeah. The song is 100 percent pure love and yes. it's Denali and Kamora. <laughs> this lip sync Denali at a certain point, I'm like, okay, Denali, you're just being cruel now. Like, you're just being cruel, like, because I, she is so clearly winning throughout all of it. I knew immediately when this song came on because, like, I, I, I love this song. I have the song on all Apple Music. Like, I've always had the song in here. I, 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 I knew this was an iconic house, um, like ballroom song. I knew the minute it popped up, I was like, "Well, Kamora's going home." It wasn't a ballad. Mm-hmm. It, it was. It, it's. It, if it wasn't a ballad, she was going home. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, it was. I, in the Untucked, I found it funny that she was saying Rose like, you know, any trick that she was holding, I'm saving for like, you know, you know, later on. She's pulling them out now. Which, on one hand, I'm like, okay, yeah, she committed a murder. On the other hand, why? Why did you do that? Because you know Kamora's an easy target. You know that, you know, that, that like, like she said, she had this long train, so she wasn't be able to go home. She wasn't be able to, you know, kick, kick, kick. Not this. Not our mics just <laughs> betraying us. Let me, child, let me run that back. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she knows she's going to, you know, she's going to dance. You know, she's going to turn it out, you know. So I, I think she had to do that much, but Denali also is is like, Denali's also is like, you know, the, this winter circle has never seen me lip sync before. You need to mm-hmm. know that I'm a threat. You need to know that this is what I did last week to Rose, and I'll do it again to any of y'all. And I think she, she did that egregiously. Like she, I, she, she, when she, when she did the, uh, she pointed at the at the back queen and she was like this. I mean, she Ooh. was you know white girl voguing. It was very. She did really good and Kamora she couldn't she said because I mean I know that there's from like 500 pounds like no was super heavy and I you know, know what this this was serving me <laughs> the Charlie Hyde's Trinity Taylor lip sync in season nine yeah when Charlie Hyde's is like she gets she's giving up and she's just standing yeah. in like clapping like just standing in the same spot and Trinity's just like eating yeah. her up that's how I felt with Kamora I yeah. like I know that she she couldn't move but I was like do something. something like I yeah. need you to do something and I, I I think there probably was a degree of her being like I know I'm going home yeah so I'm not gonna make a fool of myself no. and whatever and her garment or whatever like I and I think I mean when I, I wrote Kamora was giving flight attendant um <laughs> she was definitely giving me I was like okay this is you know and then you know she she walked around um you know walked around the scene and was you know like you know so i think she did uh she uh she 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 moved around 
Um, what's I gonna say? I think, oh yeah, there, but there was at one point when she was literally just like stopped listening to this little watch, um, Denali just lip sync. <laughs> and I'm like, because my sis knew she was like, I'm going to, you're gonna go out there and turn it out. Who am I to stop you? And 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 and, she, and she's like, I'm 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 fucked basically. And I think that um, it was uh, it was a fatal defeat. Uh, it was very much fatality. It was. It's no surprise that the winner is Denali. (laughs) If you haven't gotten that, the winner is Denali. Um, And, you know, it's sad to see Kimura go. At the same time, I I didn't necessarily see her stay long in this competition. Um, So at this point, I think a lot of times early in the season, there's like that hand, this is going to sound really mean, but there's like that handful of queens that you just know are going to be the early outs. Like there's some of those queens that, you know, are going to be going home early. Um, And I think despite how strong of a season these queens are, I think, unfortunately, like I was kind of expecting Kamora to go home. I was holding out hope that she could be one of those like Mm -hmm. surprise queens who whatever, but that's how it turned out. Um, and there's no pork chop lounge this time. Nope. Kamora is the first queen to officially leave season 13. Yes. And um I I'm happy that, you know, because we had the you know first three episodes that she got to show an entrance look, she got to show, you know, two a uh, too many challenge looks and a main challenge look and a performance look, and then get, got to do an acting challenge and then got to do another look. So, you know, like she got sent home but had four or five looks and she's of course eliminated so you know and I think that again does super help when it comes to getting booking and mm-hmm. she was um on the Tamisha Iman show if you guys don't know Tamisha Iman has a YouTube live now I'm um, sorry now every single week where she interviews some of this with some of the season 13 sisters and she had um Kamora on and Kamora is now Kamora Hall Iman and she's now a part of the Iman <laughs> dynasty um and and um because uh Taj Mahal who is Jada and uh, Kamora's drag mother she unfortunately passed away but uh so Tamisha is now adopting her and is going to uh she said that she really wants she thinks she would do great in pageants if that's something that she wants to do and I agree I could would, totally yeah. see Kamora murdering a pageant I mean I don't know necessarily what the talent talent portion would, would, would provide but I would love to see it I mean I would I would watch I would um you know if they have like a link or something like that if they wanted to uh, do that I would totally you know interested in seeing what she does I think she is so gorgeous and she she knows her fashion she is so knowledgeable in fashion and I think that she could genuinely eat up a pageant so mm-hmm. and I think especially with um Tamisha on her side like a, a heavy pageant queen a pageant legend like I think that the, the, there'll be a good team and Tamisha can really help bring her out of her shell a little bit you know so I'm glad that and it's funny because uh, she when they were talking about it Kamora I guess she said that Kamora was like at, at um I, on set, Kamora kept bothering her, like, "Can I please, can I please be your drag daughter? Can I please be your drag daughter? Can I please be your drag daughter?" And it's like it finally got to happen. So, I'm so glad that uh, Kamora is uh, getting, is is being able to be taken in by a nice family. It's so sweet. I think yeah. again, th- these queens. I'm excited to see where they go because they we're we're getting our shady moments, but there is a lot of moments that we're seeing so far like that, like them yes. genuinely building bonds and filming in covid and covid still going on right now and not yeah. really a clear end in sight the fact that they have been able to have these bonds and go through is probably you know really powerful and i could see even more so than other seasons because mm-hmm. this is really their only type of like interaction that they've been able to have yeah so 
I think that's really sweet. I'm I'm happy that Simone won this week. It's it's bittersweet that Kimura is leaving because yeah. you know I'm sad to see her go, but at the same time I'm glad that she really has taken it with such grace and is yeah. moving on, looking forward. Um, looking forward to next week, yes. we get the preview. It's going to be a ball episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Shout love design these. challenges. Uh. I love, and we can get into this, but Queens, why are you coming on Drag Race and not learning how to sew yet? Not learning how to sew at our big ages. Like, if you know you're, if you're auditioning, be learning how to sew. Yeah. Please. Please. That's all I have to say. I'm I'm really, I'm hoping that Simone holds on next week, despite not knowing how to sew, but I'm really looking forward to it because i think the ball challenges are so fun when it yes. comes to looks constructing looks i'm sure we're gonna get some great looks from tamisha i'm sure mm-hmm. some of the other queens really in touch with fashion it's it's gonna be a good episode i'm really excited to review it yes we're, go- we're gonna have so much fun we're gonna have a lot of looks that episode so be prepared um to sit back and enjoy we don't know how long it will be but um we know it's gonna be a little bit longer so we'll we'll, we'll try to uh, go through them quickly but we okay we get into all of them so it'll be a little raja raven moment for yeah, us okay you know <laughs> we're, we're the fashion of you girls we know we know fashion okay okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no yeah i, I i'm excited I, we're, we're really getting into the season now i mean like we're gonna have our second out girl mm-hmm. it's only episode like five i think i think we have 16 episodes so like 11 more i think did i do that right yeah 11 more um so i'm excited to really see what what the, what the, what the dolls are going to do what we're going to get into what we're going to see i'm excited too again be sure to tune in next yes. week when the episode comes out for that because i'm sure we'll have a lot to say yes you can find our podcast on basically every every yeah. type of audio platform you can imagine yes. Yes. spotify anchor every other type cast um all of them google, google play podcast we're still working on music y'all like literally Apple music is just being their typical classes selves <laughs> um so we we so we'll let y'all know when that comes up and like i'll always update the uh descriptions of each episode if you're watching on youtube um and you'll see that and again like you know if you type in, type in anchor.fm slash liad podcast which is life is a drag initials it will show you all the platforms it's available on so yes that again is anchor.fm slash liad podcast to get all of the um p- platforms that we're on the youtube channel again is life is a drag the podcast if you want if you're listening you want to watch and if you're watching you want to listen vice versa um and yeah no again like i said thank you guys so much for all the love and support we genuinely be so geeked when we see it and we're so appreciative even if you have all the straight people who don't who don't listen a shot maverick um <laughs> no it's our, like, we have our one straight viewer our one straight viewer you know it's like uh you know so so, so thank you guys so much for listening we we, we are we're having so much fun and it and it, we, we feel so professional we're like we're, we're the dolls you know we do we do a podcast oh no, no, no big deal um so yeah so thank you um again we're, we're, we're gonna hit y'all with the socials please follow us if you want some more drag race insider tea insider i don't know why i said insider but if you want to talk about drag race um our tw- my, my twitter is at virtually jaded i'm actually virtually jaded on everything if you want to see my my looks i post on instagram and i'm posting thanksgiving um but yeah virtually jaded on everything ashley go ahead yeah on twitter where i usually am is at no fun lesbian on instagram it's ashley.highland um you can see me promoting on both of those um 
so yeah check us out on wherever you can <laughs> yes yes literally wherever you can um again make sure you guys share with your friends if any if any of your friends are interested in drag race be like hey my friend show drag is podcast even if they don't listen to it, at least them in the link chat um because we, we i think we're i think we're pretty funny i think we're pretty good so share with your friends leave us a like a comment which is about the episode if you watch the episode or even a comment just being like hey this was funny or this was dumb if you say it was dumb i mean hey we won't bite you who we don't know you um and you know and, and share and again share with your friends like and comment we will see you guys. Oh, I think you can leave us a review. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify. I don't know how, how Spotify works, but you know, just interact with the dolls and show the dolls some love. How about that? Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so hope you guys have a good week and we will see you guys next week with our review of episode five. Bye. Bye. Bye.